sometimes right when it says that, when God gives that command for you and I to not fear, it gives us the reason right there in the verse. It says, because I'm with you. My presence is with you. You aren't going through this life alone. He says, I want to walk with you through it all. And so fear dies when we really know, we truly hang on to the idea that God is with you. He's with me. Last week, we talked about principle number two. Here's what it is. The opposite of fear is, not courage, not bravery. In the scriptures, the opposite of fear is actually love. And we looked at some scriptures to talk about how, how God's love, his perfect love, is like fear repellent. And that when we really understand how much God loves us, and we really understand that, that he is for us and not against us, and we understand what God's love means for our lives, how his love really just nails every single of these major areas that we feel fear, his love shows up in that place. And again, you can go back and you can listen to these messages on the uh, Facebook or the website or anywhere you listen to pod, uh, podcasts like Spotify, you can listen to those. Today we're going to hit principle number three. And so if you have your Bibles, if you would grab that, please, uh, you can go to youversion.com. You have a tablet or smartphone and follow along. But we're going to begin in 1 Peter, the book of 1 Peter chapter 5 is where we're going to start uh, this morning if you want to turn there. As we get started, uh, just by way of introduction too, because this morning I want to focus on one idea. And the one idea I want to focus on this morning is anxiety. I mean, we all know what that's like, don't we? Anxiety. Anxiety is something that we all experience. It's something we all know about. In fact, this is an alarming uh, uh, study that revealed this. But did you know that the um, uh, average high school student in America today carries as much anxiety within, in them as a psychiatric patient in the 1950s? Isn't that shocking? The amount of pressure, stress, and worry that they're carrying around is, is immense. In fact, they've also done studies, they've found out that when somebody immigrates to the United States, that their anxiety automatically begins to ramp up just by being in this country, just by being around us in terms of how we function as a culture. I mean, this is something that we all know is pervasive. And if you still don't believe me that anxiety is something that we deal with today, somebody made millions upon millions of dollars for this stupid thing. Remember these things? Right? We can't just sit. we got to have something to fidget with or fidget spinners, right? Some of you are like, yeah, I have one. You know, it's in my car. So we have, I mean, we have all these signs around us that anxiety is something that we all deal with, that we all know what it is like. Now, this morning as we talk about anxiety, I'm not going to be focusing on uh, physiological reasons for anxiety or genetic predispositions toward anxiety. I'm, I'm setting all that aside. What I really want to zero in on this morning is the anxiety that we can create as people just by the, the fears and the worries and the stresses we take upon ourselves in our lives. That's what I want to focus on. Because we, we do know what that's like. We, we all know what, what worry is. And, and in fact, I mean, how many things are there out there to worry about? You're probably like, how many things are there out there? I mean, we could worry about anything, right? We, we, worry about, we worry about relationships. We worry about family. We worry about layoffs or work stuff. We, we worry about global warming and alien invasion. I mean, you can just, you pick anything and we can choose to worry about that thing and to fret about it. That's just something that we do. In fact, this one study found that 40% uh, of the things that you and I worry about, the things that we feel anxious about, will actually never even happen. There are things that are out there that we think, well, this might happen and this could go this way and it could be like this. And, and we worry about it and almost half of it never even comes true. But we're good at it. We're professional worriers. And we're, we almost thrive on, if you will, anxiety. But it comes at a huge price. 
It really does. Like, for example, anxiety that we experience is one of the reasons why we are addicted to constant stimulation. We don't know how to sit still. We don't know how to be still. And if ever we have down moments where there's just not much going on, what do we tend to do? We grab a phone or something to do something because I can't just do nothing. And this constant stimulation, but here's the thing is our brains, our nervous system, they weren't designed to live that way. Our bodies can't handle that. And yet we, in our anxiety, we, we have to have something that we're always doing. And the weird thing about this whole thing is as we're always doing something, it actually creates anxiety. They tend to feed one another, this constant stimulation. Another thing that we know too is the health concerns with anxiety. I'm no doctor, not even, I mean, nothing of that sort, but it's pretty obvious to see and easy research will tell you. I mean, ulcers and heart disease and high blood pressure, that comes with anxiety. You really can, in a sense, worry yourself to death. It does have a physical impact on our lives. This is a really big deal. This is, this is part of your story. It's part of my story. And this morning, we want to look at what God has to say about this issue. Here's your first fill in the blank. Because I hope this is really, that you see this, this is you know, super, super clear. Here it is, is anxiety in terms of what it is. Anxiety is a feeling of worry about something uncertain. There's a good definition for us. It's a feeling of worry that we have, that we carry along about something uncertain, something that could happen. And so we feel anxious about it. And fear and anxiety are like cousins with each other. Because the fears that we have fuel the anxieties that we feel. And then the anxieties that we have actually reveal the fears that we already had. And so the two just work hand in hand with each other. This idea of fear and anxiety. Here's your next fill in the blank is this. Because here's the reality. Is that anxiety, it hurts us and it helps nobody. It hurts us, every single one of us. I mean, every single one of us, we, we, there's something, damage that has happened in our lives due to the anxiety that we carry. I love this quote here because I think it captures well what we're talking about here. It's this, that anxiety is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere. Isn't that the truth? It just gives you something to do. It gives you some false sense of control, some false idea that, that I can do something in this situation. But it doesn't get you anywhere. I want to give you another way to kind of maybe try to help explain what this looks like. Anxiety is, is similar to, and I brought some, some rocks from, from home here. It's, it's, like a, it's like a rock. And so we have something in our lives that we, um, we worry about. Maybe, again, it's a relationship thing or it's a work thing or, or it's some painful situation that you find yourself in and you have this this thing and so you you have it and you you carry it around with you and you protect it and you keep it and you wring your hands around it because you're anxious about it and in and of itself this is not a big deal in terms of weight and all that but but uh, you carry it around as I might today kind of a thing or and all of a sudden over time it starts to get kind of heavy over time it gets kind of annoying to carry and that's what worry is like. We have this thing and we carry it around and we think, I've got this. But day after day and week after week and then year after year, it just becomes a weight that you lug around. But one of the things about anxiety that's a little bit sneaky is that once you begin to function this way and build these kind of habits in your life, you begin to deceive yourself with the idea that I can worry about so much more. I mean, really, there's so much more to worry about, so why just worry about one thing? I can worry about all kinds of things. And so you have the one thing you worry about, and then you, you grab something else that you got to kind of worry about as well and carry that around, and then how about something else? And so you begin to juggle these different worries that you have. 
and it gets heavy and it gets awkward. But day after day, in an exhausting manner, we just cart this stuff around that we're anxious about. The other thing about anxiety that's interesting as well that um, I think we as people, it's just, it's just all of us, is that we also don't want people to know about the things that we're worried about. We don't want people to see us carrying all the anxiety that we have. And so we go into Operation Hide It. Operation Hide It. And so I've, I'm symbolizing that with, with a backpack here. And so we, we take all this, this anxiety that we have. Again, you know, you've got relationship anxiety that you work carting around, but now I can hide it in the bag. And, and so I've got some family stuff in here, there, and you've got your work anxiety there. And uh, how about if you have kids, right? Um, so I got four. I'm going to keep going. There's a lot of anxiety with kids here. It's going to keep filling it up, right? Okay, and then, you've got, and then you've got money. Money could be an area where you feel anxious as well. And so you load it all up. And you take it. And every day you get up, you strap it on, and you carry it around all day long. And nobody sees it. And you're going around in life and you're like, everything's okay, but the weight is there and the stress is there and you're wringing your hands about it and your stomach is in knots over all the stuff that you're lugging around. But you're hiding it pretty well. And people are like, hey, how are you doing? How's life? We do it at church every Sunday morning. How's life? And you're like, oh, everything's good, man. Things rock, right? You're not, you know, the rocks are actually what you're carrying around in your bag kind of a thing. But you're like, everything is good. I'm hiding everything, but I'm tired. And some of you, maybe this is you, maybe for some of you, you're carrying a lot of weight right now. Maybe for some of you, there's a lot of things that you feel very anxious about, you're worried about. You're wondering what's going to happen. It's a feeling of uncertainty about the future. What I want to do this morning is I want to share with you just two verses. That's all we've got this morning, just two, two passages. But if we can take these two verses and we can apply them to our lives, it is going to make a huge difference in this area of your life and in mine. And so like I mentioned before, grab your Bibles or just follow along the screen behind. But 1 Peter chapter 5 is where we're going to begin. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Here's the verse. It's this, it says, Peter's now right here. He says, cast all your anxiety on him. The Greek there, the word there for cast in the Greek means to literally to, to throw upon or to chuck something. Kind of in a manner, not like just sort of hand it over. I mean, it is to get rid of it. It's to throw it upon. And so here it's saying, cast upon, throw upon all the anxiety that you have on God. Why? Because he cares for you. Because he loves you. And so we have this opportunity for every single one of us to do this, to practice this verse, to throw it upon God, to get rid of it, to realize that you don't have to carry it. You know what else? You weren't built to carry it. All this anxiety, all this stuff that you're carrying around, you weren't even built to carry it. I want to tell you this morning, you, you can care about and you can care for, but you're not built to carry it all. And God says, look, you've, you've been lugging all this around, but would you trust me with it? Would you cast it upon me? God wants us to give it to him. All this stuff that we worry about, all the stuff that we carry around, God is saying, look, I care about you. I love you. Would, you. would you give it over? Would you surrender it all? Would you trust me with this? In a sense, this is what he wants us to do. He wants us to come and he wants us to take it all off and all the stuff that we've been lugging to begin to say, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to cast it on to God. 
And so I'm giving it over. Again, the work stuff and the hard stuff and the painful stuff and the family stuff. Those of you who are in high school and graduating or college, the future stuff, what's the future going to hold and wondering about that, the pressures. You know as well as I do, there's all kinds of things that we carry them around. And God wants us to take it all, get it off your own shoulders, cast it onto God, and then here's the key, walk away. Get away from it. Because we're really good at saying, yeah, on Sunday I learned I need to cast it upon God, and so God, would you take it, but then an hour later you just got it back again, and you're holding it again, and you're carrying the weight again. God says, no, no, I want it. Give it to me. Cast it all upon me. Trust me with it. Would you do that? Would, would you surrender it all, laying it at his feet and trusting that God can handle this, that God is loving toward you, that God can, in his sovereignty, work good in your life and in my life? Cast it upon him. Here's what I want you to do next. In your bulletin, there are three lines. I want you to take a moment right now, because if you don't do it now, you won't do it probably, is I want you to right now write down for you in your life today the top three things that you feel anxious about today. What is it? What is it for you today? And again, maybe it's money stuff or family stuff or school stuff. Maybe it's a painful circumstance that you're going through now. Maybe it's uncertainty about the future. It can be all kinds of things. But what is it for you? Even just after this first service, I talked to lots and lots of people who came up to me and said, this is, this is what was on my list. This is what I'm going through today. Uh, it's a lot. There were tears because there's very real stuff that we're all going through. So take a moment, even now, just begin to fill those out. If you don't have a bulletin, you can just think about it in your mind. But what are those things for you that you are feeling that is a weight of anxiety? What are the rocks that you're carting around today? And it's getting exhausting. Okay, after you've written a few things down, here's the next question I want us to ask and answer with our next verse. It's this. Okay, so God says that I have all these things and I'm supposed to cast it onto him. So how do I do that? What does that look like? And to answer that question, we're going to go to our second verse, our last one, our second verse this morning, which is in Philippians chapter 4. So you can turn there in your Bible or just follow along. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. This is, this is so powerful. Look what it says. Paul's now writing to the church in Philippi, and by extension to us, he says this, Do not be anxious. There's our word. Do not be anxious about anything. Now, that's, that's, that's everything. Do not be anxious about anything. And for some of you, maybe this morning you're thinking like, that's like not even realistic. Like, how does that even work to not be anxious about anything? Because what this means is, is no rocks and no backpacks and no carrying all that stuff around. He says, do not be anxious about anything. This is a huge command. In fact, I want to pause here real quick. Don't, don't turn there. Just follow along. I want us to go to the book of Matthew chapter 6 because Jesus says the exact same thing. And this is hard-hitting for our American culture. Look what Jesus says. He says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Now some of you are like, what? I mean, how in the world? This is, this is all we do as Americans is worry about our life. He says, he says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. You 
talk about convicting. You talk about a discrepancy between what Jesus says, look, this is how I'm prescribing you to live, church, me, you, that we would, following Jesus, that we would pursue this ideal, and yet we live in a culture that this is all we do and worry about our life and worrying about our next meal and worrying about our next drink and worrying about our body and worrying about our clothes. This is what we do as Americans. Yet Jesus is just counterculturally saying, no, 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 you, you need to be different and I need to be different. You're calling us to something different. Okay, let's go back to Paul now. So Paul in Philippians chapter four, he's like, do not be anxious about anything, but here's the key. But in every situation, there it is, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. There it is. This is principle number three. Principle number three is this, fight your anxiety with prayer. Fight your anxiety with prayer. I'm going to say it one more time. I want this to stick into our minds, these principles here. Fight your anxiety, my anxiety. Fight it with prayer. Cast it upon God. How? By coming to him in prayer and living out this verse that we just saw, verse 6, where we come to him and we say, God, this is what I'm anxious about. I'm presenting it to you. And I'm going to say thank you as God as I present it to you because I know that you can handle this. Your word also says in 1 Peter chapter 5 that you care about me, that you actually want me to give this to you. And so this doesn't feel like a fair trade, but God, I'm coming before you. I'm presenting it to you. I'm thanking that you can do a good work in this life. And so I'm, I'm leaving it there. I'm casting it upon you and I'm walking away and I'm saying, God, this is your show now. I'm tired of carrying it. I'm tired of worrying about it. I'm tired of getting my stomach all in knots week after week, day after day because of the situation that I'm going through. And so God, I give it to you. This is what it looks like. This is what it means to fight your anxiety with prayer. And as you do this, please remember this, that, that you need to, to, see, we need to build new habits. And so you need to stay at this because what, sometimes what happens, we say, okay, fight my anxiety with prayer. And so Sunday, Lord, I give you all this stuff. And then Monday, Lord, I give you all this stuff. And then Tuesday, you're like, I don't really see anything changing. Like I'm still battling. I'm still fighting all this. It's not working. Prayer's not working like I thought it would. But see, what happens is this, is that we have to remember that the anxiety that you feel is in direct combat with the faith that you have. That's how it works. And so, and so your, your anxiety is going this direction and your faith in God is going this direction. And they're going to come to a point in time where they're going to collide. And as you're praying to God and you're saying, God, I'm trusting you with this, you're going to have to, by faith, say, you know what? I'm going to persevere in this because I know that, God, you've called me to this. This is my weapon. This is how I respond. I'm going to pray and I'm going to keep praying and I'm going to keep praying. Because what happens is, is this is the difference between believing in God and this is the difference between believing in God and believing that God. And there is a world difference between the two. Here's what I mean by that. See, some of, somebody could say, I believe in God. That, that means that, God, I know you exist. I know there's a God. I know he's real. I know that he's active in the world, world and maybe his, I believe his Bible is true. All that's the case. And so I believe in God, but that is not the same thing as believing that God. Because what this says is, I believe that God can make a difference in my, in my circumstances. I believe that God can do something that I can't do. I believe that as I'm going through whatever I'm going through, I believe that God can help me in this area such as finances or this area such as relationships or this medical scare that I'm going through. I believe that God can make a difference in that situation. See, James, the book of James, it says even the demons believe that God exists and shudder. 
There's nothing remarkable about that. That's a great place to start. But there's nothing remarkable about that. But when we go from a place of I believe in God to a place of I believe that God, that is a game changer. That is a completely different experience of walking with God. The God, you can make every difference. And when you get to this place where you believe, God, you can make a difference in my life, now you're in a position and you're ready to say, you know what, because that's true, I'm giving it all to you. I'm done carrying it around. I'm done with the exhausting pursuit of all this anxiety and tight shoulders and health stuff and just irritation and I'm angry with everybody and there's no joy in life and I believe, God, that you can make a difference in my life and so I'm giving it over to you. And you cast your anxiety on him and you trust him with it. And for those of us that do that, for those of us who say, whether you've heard this for the first time or you've heard this a hundred times and you're just being reminded again about it, when you and I do this, Paul says, when you do this, there is a promise from God for you attached that as we do this, he promises you something. Look with me at verse seven. That as we cast our anxiety on him through prayer, presenting our request to God with thanksgiving, this is what it says, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding in other words, what that means is it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It means that you're going through something that normally you feel really anxious about and you're all in knots about, but because you're choosing to cast it upon him and just trust him with it, all of a sudden you're experiencing peace of God, the peace of God where normally you don't know what that's like. And it doesn't make much sense, but you know it's real. So it says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I want to ask this morning, are you ready to experience some peace? Are you ready to, to put the bag down? Are you ready to stop lugging around these, these rocks, these symbolic areas, these things in your life that you're anxious about? And as I mentioned before, we are, we are professional warriors. We are extremely good at anxiety. It's all we know. And in some ways, we don't even recognize it anymore because we're so anxious about everything. We're so overstimulated about everything now, we don't even notice it anymore. But I think this morning, it's time to get off the hamster wheel. It's time to stop rocking in the rocking chair. It's time to give it to God. And so here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want to challenge you in this, this, this one area. Uh, you already in your bulletin. You've already identified your areas of anxiety. You've written down three, and maybe you just kept going. Maybe the list got really, really big. doesn't matter. I want to challenge you starting today, and we're going to start here in just a moment, that you and I, that we would commit this week every day to come before God and to cast whatever it is you wrote down onto him, to give it to him. Here's what it looks like. It looks like coming before God and saying, God, you invite me, you command me, you call me to, to give it to you. So, so God, this thing that I'm going through, this thing that I'm anxious about, I, I'm presenting it to you, I'm casting it to you, Lord, and I want to thank you Remember, we want to pray with thanksgiving. I want to thank you that you can handle this. I want to thank you that you're so good, you're so loving, and you're in control, that you, you know how to take all this stuff that I'm fretting about and worrying about, you know how to take all of it and just work it for good. And so God, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, I'm giving it to you. I'm casting it upon you. I'm taking my hands off of it. And God, I'm going to trust you to do something very special. And you pray that prayer. And if you have to, five minutes later, you pray that prayer again. And if you have to, 
the next day you pray that prayer again and, the next, and you get the idea. No matter what you have to do, but you begin to build a new habit because our habit now is to say, God, in my anxiety, God, because when we hang on, hang on to anxiety, what we're telling God is, God, I don't need you. God, I've got this. And here's my master game plan. I'm going to take whatever it is I'm worried about and I'm just going to fret about it. Or you can say, you know what? No more. God, I'm giving you the anxiety. And when you trust him with this, you build this new habit in your life of praying, of casting it upon him, which you begin to tell him is a different story. God, I need you. And God, this situation is so big, I, I, can't, I can't do it without you. And God, these circumstances are such, I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin to change any of it. It's just there and it's hard and I'm going through it. And so God, by faith and your goodness and your love, I just turn it over. That's the habit I want us to challenge, to begin to take today, to build into our lives. That we begin to fight anxiety with prayer. So what we're going to do now is we begin to wrap up the service. The band, you can come on up if you would. But, but we're going to take a few minutes. And, and I just want to carve out some time right now, that you and I, right now, in this moment, that you would have time to talk to God about the things that you wrote down. What is it for you? What are you anxious about? And to give you a few moments where you can just pray to God, where you can just lift it up to him. And you can say, God, I thank you. Thank you that you can handle this. And then we're going to worship together. The one who loves you enough, who says, cast it upon me. So let's go to God in prayer as we begin to close this morning. Lord, I know in a room this size, there's, there is a lot. There's a lot that we are going through. There's plenty of things that we're worried about. Anxiety is a constant companion in our lives. But I ask this morning for myself, for each person here, that you'd help us to build a new habit. That you'd help us to be vigilant to fight that anxiety with prayer. That we would be faithful to turn it to you with thanksgiving. And that, Lord, for all of us, that whatever it is we're going through, that even just right now as we've been praying, that we would cast it upon you and that we would leave it there and walk away. And we would trust you, Lord, to do something very good. So, Father, thank you that you are so loving and that you're so, so powerful and faithful and good that you invite us to cast it all upon you. We thank you and we love you and pray this in your name. You stand with us and join us in one last worship song together this morning. Your love defends 
Your love defends me. Your love defends me.